Book One, Chapter Eleven of Clara Vaughan, Volume One. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ellen Preckle. Clara Vaughan, Volume One by R. D. Blackmore. Book One, Chapter Eleven. It was indeed high time for me to cherish my mother. Her pain at leaving the place where she had known her little all of happiness, for her childhood had been overcast with trouble. Her pain was so acute and overpowering that all my deep impassioned feelings sunk reproved before it. My guardian now seemed much embittered against me and anxious for our departure. He came once or twice in my illness to ask for and to see me, and he brought back, unperceived by any one, the weapon for which I raved. But ere I was quite recovered he wrote requesting to see me on business in his study. I could not speak yet without pain, having bitten my tongue severely your mother shall have a home here he said as long as ever she wants one but as for you malignant or mad i will try no more to soften you when first i saw you in your early childhood you flew at me as a murderer soon after you ransacked my cupboards and stole my boots to compare them with some impressions or cast you kept yes you look astonished i never told you of it but i knew it for all that of those absurdities i thought little for i regarded them as the follies of a mad child and i pitied you deeply and even liked you for your filial devotion but now i find that you have grown up in the same belief and you dare even now to avow it you know that i have no fear of you then why had you got that pistol i saw that he was vexed and surprised at my having perceived it in a house like this where such deeds have been done i think it right to be armed do you think if i had feared you or your evidence i would have restored that dagger whose was it i told you the other night that i once saw a weapon like it for which at first i mistook it but closer examination convinced me of the difference how does it differ in this there was no snake on the handle of the other though there was the cross on the blade and where did you see the other some day i will tell you it is not right to do so now not convenient to you i suppose you mean I have also shown you that the lock of hair found in your poor mother's hand is much finer and more silky than mine, and you know that I cannot draw on my foot a boot so small as the one whose impression you have. But I am ashamed of myself for having stooped to such proofs as these. Dare you to look at me, and suppose that I, with my own hand, could have stabbed my brother, a brother so kind and good to me, and for whose sake alone I have borne so long with you? He tried to look me down. I have met but one whose gaze could master mine, and he was not that one. So you doubt me still. Are your things packed? Yes, and my mother's. Then if your mother is well enough, and will not let you leave her, you had better go next week. No, I replied, we will go to-morrow. Willful to the last, so be it. Take this, you cannot refuse it in duty to your mother. He put in my hand an order for a large sum of money. I threw it into the fire. There have been criminals, I exclaimed, who have suffered from a lifelong fear, lest the widow and orphans, starved through their crime, should compass their dying bed. Though we starve in a garret, we touch no bread of yours. Bravo, Miss Melodram! You need never starve in present state of the stage. That I don't understand, but this I do. It is perhaps the last time I shall ever see you living. Whether you did that deed or not is known to God, and you, and possibly one other. But whether you did it or not, I know it is on your soul. Your days are wretched, your nights are troubled. You shall die as your brother died, but not so prepared for death. 
Goodbye, Clara. My lunch is coming up. God has much to forgive me, but nothing worse than the dark thought of that speech. In my fury at weakness in such a cause, I had dared sometimes to imagine that my mother knew him to be the murderer, but concealed it for the sake of the family honor. End of chapter 11